Good morning. Uh, a little bit different today. I'm speaking to you through video. Uh, hope you had a Merry Christmas and a great season. And it's been a lot of fun, all the services this season. And uh, just now we prepare for the new year for 2016. So today's title is just How to Live or Living with Passion in 2016. I uh, hope it'll be a practical message that'll encourage you and uh, help you maybe make some resolutions or something in a few days. But uh, I was thinking about an advertisement that I saw recently in a magazine with a photo of a guy shaving, and he asked the question, is it an alarm or a calling that gets you out of the bed in the morning? And I know, man, those, uh, those alarms, man, they're incessant. They drive you nuts. And, uh, man, you just, you know, you have to, like, you want to stay in those warm covers if it ever gets cold here in Montgomery. But what really drives us is what do we really live for? What really makes this, uh, what makes this tick? What, uh, what fires us up? What... What gives us uh, the passion to get out of the bed in the morning? I hope it's a call in our life to, to know Christ, to make him known to others. And uh, there's no doubt that passion does drive us. It, it motivates us. Uh, it allows us to, to live life on purpose. And, uh, but if we're not careful, sometimes we get like a, a momentary blip on the screen. And, uh, man, we just kind of fade and we pause. Uh, I think this morning, to maybe illustrate this, there was a movie several years ago. And uh, you might have seen it, the bucket list. It's always on reruns. And uh, the concept, there's kind of a neat thing, like, you know, in your life, what are the things that you want to accomplish? What are the things that you want to do? What are the things that you, you would like to do one day if you had the money or the time or, or whatever? And uh, so I remember several years ago, I just said, and I created a bucket list. We'll talk about that in a little bit in the morning, uh, this morning. But uh, Jack Nicholson, he played the character Edward Cole in that movie, if you've seen it. And Carter Chambers, of course, is Morgan Freeman. And there are uh, two uh, cancer victims in the hospital. One of them is extremely wealthy, the other one's not. And they are just trying to live out these dreams or these fantasies in their life. And uh, the thought that I want us to think about today is our, our time is limited. You know, God ordains our number of days. He only gives us a certain number of days to live. And we can either choose to waste and squander those days or live them for his glory and for his honor. In James, the fourth chapter, the 14th verse, it says, your life is like the morning fog. It's here for a little while, and then it's gone. It just vanishes. It's just a mist. And, uh, man, it's all almost kind of is a little negative. You know, you just think, wow, man, my life is just, you know, I'm just kind of a puff of smoke. But we really are. And, there, and between that dash and this life, what are we going to do with it? You know, I, I'm always reminded when I talk to kids, you know, you'll say, how old are you? And they'll go, man, I'm, I'm two. I'm, I'm two and a half or you know, when they're under 10, they're always adding half or three quarters. It's like a really big deal. Uh, man, when you, when you get to teens, you always jump a number. You go, well, I'm, I'm about to be 16 or I'm 13, but I'm going to be 16 because you look forward to that coveted driver's license or something. And then, man, we remember that day when I'm going to turn 21 because that's going to be like a really significant day in your life. And, and then you turn 30. You know, like when you, when you turn 30, you like, well, what does that mean? Is it like milk sour? Is it like life's going to, I'm over? No, man, you're just really getting started. And then the, we use the term, we're pushing 40. So that sounds like, man, we're getting a little older. And then we reach 50, like, man, I, I got there. And then we make it to 60. That's like, man, like some big uh, prize or something we act like. And then we hit 70 and then we reach bedtime in the 90s or whatever. I don't know how long we're going to live, but what I'm trying to say today is, man, what, what do you do in the days you've got? Are you passionate about them? Uh, in Psalm 90, verse 12, the psalmist just says, 
Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Because he knew that his days were numbered. He, he wanted to live those days in the fullness that God had given him. And that's great instruction for us this morning. Also in Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, the word says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity. Don't act faultlessly, but understand what the Lord wants uh, you to do. So as we're going through our life, are we asking the Lord, Lord, what is it that you want me to accomplish? What is it that you want me to do? Uh, Lord, I don't want to be foolish. I don't want to be like the pagans. I, I want to pursue your purposes, your ways. And if we, if we went to the doctor in early 2016 and we got a, a dreaded diagnosis of some disease and they said, your days are numbered. Well, the Lord's already told us they are, but he says, you know, outside of a miracle, you're probably going to die within 30 days or 60 days. You know, I bet our conversations, I bet our meals times, I bet um, the sunsets, the sunrises, I bet everything would just be vivid and differently. You know, just a few months ago, I was preaching in Indiana, and I, and I met one of their pastors, and uh, he just kind of followed me around. I really liked him, and he told me that his wife had died a few years earlier. But what was interesting about it, uh, I got a call the other day, and I found out that he's got cancer, and they, they'd given him 60 days, and I got a call the other day, and they gave him like two weeks, and so I don't even know if he's going to make it to, uh, to the first of the year. And uh, so I'm just thinking, man, our days are numbered. We want to live them to the fullest. So what is this thing about living life with passion? What is passion? It's been described as a, a strong feeling, an emotion within us. It's something that is so compelling in my soul that it literally moves me out to action. And we all have passions. Uh, we're passionate about our football teams. We're we're passionate about shopping. We're passionate about our families. We're passionate about so many things in this life. Uh, I, I know for a lot of us, man, we're glad that people are through with shopping or shopping's over for this season. But whatever our passion is, it always comes associated with a cost. And that cost involves sacrifice. And say, so if you want to be a good student, then it's going to sacrifice a lot of time and energy and, and devotion to your books. Uh, if you're going to sacrifice in the gym, it's going to take rising earlier, going to the gym, uh, special diet, uh, strenuous, continual, uh, faithful exercise, whatever it is. Whatever passion you have, it costs you time. It costs an expense. And um, so for the Christian, you know, wh what is our passion? Well, the Sunday school answer would be a great passion to know God, to make him known, to, to love him with all our soul, with all our being. And, and I pray that is we are on this side of a new year that we're thinking, Lord Jesus, what could 2016 be like as I yield, as I submit, as I surrender to your purposes, to your word, to what you have for me? You know, Lord, may your passion bubble up in me this season. May your passion drive me. In the Old Testament, the, the children of Israel, they were being driven to and throughout the land. And and then they begin to complain. They go, but we want to go back to Egypt, back in Egypt. And back in Egypt is always equated with sin. It was never a good thing, but they'd forgotten. And, and then there's a guy that steps on, uh, on the stage, and his name's Caleb. And I love what the Scripture says in Numbers 14, uh, 24 in the message. It says, but my servant Caleb, he had a different story. He has a, a different spirit. He follows me passionately. Uh, that's what it means to live passionately in 2016, is that you have a, a different spirit. 
I've told you before, we all need a Caleb spirit. I'm praying that God is going to give Christ community, the people here, a Caleb spirit in 2016. That we're going to live life differently than we did in 2015 or 2013 or in the past years, but we're going to live for his purposes. I've, I've got just a, a couple of points on here today. The question here would, uh, would be, or I want you to know is first point, is, is just find your passion. What is that passion that God's put in our soul? I think we should have those eternal passions, and then God has other passions that he gives us individually, and then how those will fit into the body of Christ with our spiritual fervor and gifts. In Romans 12, 11, the word just says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. I love that. Don't lack zeal, but stir, keep your spiritual fervor. I don't know what your fervor is. I don't know if your light's kind of grown dim and, and you've been kind of passive in your faith. The, the good news is we're coming to the end of the year. A new year is right around the corner. I, I love New Year's. New Year's mean new beginnings, new series, new challenges, maybe a, a new small group, new relationships. But find, uh, find your passion. Uh, Romans 12, 11 says, Keep yourselves fueled and keep yourself aflamed. Don't lag in diligence, but be fervent in spirit. In the Greek, the, the word there for fervent is zeo. It means to, to boil with heat, to, uh, to keep a fire for the Lord. And no matter what the spiritual climate is in 2016, the people that you find yourself around, associate with, live with, uh, do life with, whether it's red hot or cold or whatever, you make sure that God's fanning the flame of faith in your heart, that you're doing what you need to do. Uh, because I'm reminded of the words uh, over in Revelation, the third chapter, the 15th and the 16th verse, for I know your deeds, for they're neither cold nor hot. I wish they were either one of these, but so because you're lukewarm, you're neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. I mean, those are those are gross words. Those are words we don't want to hear the Lord say. We want to hear the Lord say, man, you are passionate about me, about my word, about my ways, about my people, about my church. Um, another verse in Romans 12, 11 just says, serve the Lord enthusiastically. Serve the Lord with zeal, with fervor, with, with passion, with, with energy. And that's what I'm praying that's going to happen. There's a question here today. It says, what would I do? If I was given one month to live, this was a very popular sermon series for churches all across the country a few years ago. Carrie and Chris Shook, pastors in Texas, wrote a book that's had a phenomenal following. And, and you can go and look up some of these if you want to. But there, there was four points in that thing I thought was interesting that he really wanted to talk about. Number one, he says, the thing we need to do is we need to live passionate lives. We need to live passionately, not the someday syndrome, someday I'll do this. Someday I'll accomplish that. Someday things will settle down and I'll focus. Hey, someday, <laughs> man, we've deceived ourselves. I mean, the, the devil's done a number. It's not going to settle down necessarily. I mean, we've got to decide today I want to be passionate. Uh, when you realize that things are never going to settle down, you have to carve out time now, today. I want to live for God. I want to live for God's glory. I want to live for his honor, not for my own. The second point he makes in this book is live, love completely. It focuses on relationships with other people. It's all about relationships. It's all about 
if I had a month to live, I don't want my biggest regret to be that I trashed my relationships or I had very few relationships or I had toxic relationships or I had ruined, broken relationships, but I had good relationships. Uh, a simple way there is, is just to express your love this season. Express your love today, this week for somebody else. Uh, maybe you're not going to see them, man. Send them, send them a letter. I, I know we, we text everything now. We send pictures. We email. I do all that. I, I love social media. But, you know, you might even say, you know, I'm going to buy a stamp. Yeah, they, they actually have them at the post office. I'm going to go buy a stamp. I'm going to write a letter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a letter of affirmation, of gratitude, of thankfulness. Just in this new year, just let somebody know. The third point is learn humbly. Learn from the problems and the pain that you're experiencing. Live boldly. Uh, maybe uh, you just want to live for the purposes of God. Uh, Lord, I want to live that I, with faith and hope. And I want to love the souls of men and women, not just for the things of this world. So right in the middle of your page, it says make a bucket list. This is kind of your homework uh, over the next, as we go into the new year. But look at it. Take the time this week, write out a long list. Man, just begin to write down, what are the things that I'd like to do in my life? And, uh, and leave that list, uh, maybe by your computer, by your, on, on the table. And then go back to it and add to it. I mean, you, know, you don't have to do this like all in one sitting. Uh, and then make a shorter list and circle what you really want to be a part of your life, really now. I'll just share some with you that I, I, I've done this over the years, so I, I like keeping a bucket list. One of mine is to, to go to Wimbledon uh, to the U.S. tennis match, to go to the U.S. Open. Uh, one day I'd like to take an RV trip across the country. These are just kind of crazy things. Of course, things that I really love is I, I just love spending passionate time with my kids and grandkids. Uh, I want to be more specific about having God retreats every year where I just take extended days off with my, with my, my pack and my journal and, and whatever, and I, and I just go off and meet with God. Uh, one of my things on the bucket list, I'd love to take our church on, on a trip to Israel. We're talking about that. I'd love to preach in more countries uh, on my bucket list. I'd like to write another book. I, I don't know what's on your thing. Just, just man, begin to do that. I think it'd be healthy about living a, a life that... Uh, you, you just love God. Listen to Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven 37 from the message. Love the Lord your God with all your passion, prayer, and intelligence. And this is the most important, the first of any list. So, Lord, we just want to love you. We want to love you completely with all our heart, soul, and mind. Look at the second point here. So you, you find your passion, then follow your passion. I mean, pursue it. Go after it. Romans uh, 6, 13 says, Give yourselves completely to God since you've been given new life and use your whole body as a tool to do what's right for the glory of God. So Lord, I want to follow you. I want to be disciplined. I want to be dedicated. I want to pursue you. Uh, so I ask you a question. What are you going to circle on your list? I mean, you're not going to know right now. You're right here in the message. But maybe over this week, you can begin to circle some things that you want to focus on on 2016 about knowing Christ fuller uh, and action steps. Uh, Lord, I don't want to just be a dreamer, but I want to do some things. I mean, man, the Lord is all about action. Uh, you know, for us, one of the things, I always invite you to go on mission trips. Uh, I was just uh, communicating uh, just today with uh, Adam Williford right before I came in here to uh, do this video for you. And we're talking about July 2016, dates and prices to come out real soon, I promise. And we want to take a trip to Rosarito, Mexico to build our eighth home as a church. So a lot of you need to, to be a part of that, and that can be life-changing for you. Uh, 
Another thing could be our marriage conference, our second marriage conference coming up in February 19th and 20th. We're partnering with our churches again of Landmark and Evangel. And uh, you want a better marriage? Man, you ought to sign up for that. that here's, here's a third point. You, you find your passion, you follow your passion, now you fuel it. You just fuel your passion. If you don't fuel your passion in life, you, you get numb, you, you, get, you get dry, you, you, you just dry up. You, you gravitate to a busy schedule, and you just don't accomplish the things that you really want to be passionate about. Um, what I know is from the life of Jesus, from reading the Gospels over the years, uh, there's a passage I'll share, but I, I need to be reminded. I'm going to remind you as your pastor. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, he left the house, and he went to a solitary place where he prayed. And Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed. I want you to circle these next words. They're, they're really funny. Everyone is looking for you. Everyone is looking for you. And Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else. Jesus it's funny. Jesus escaped. He, he left the crowd because he wanted to go be with his father. He knew that there was a lot of white noise. There was a lot of stuff going to crowd him out. And, and Jesus just simply says, I need to be with the father. I need to recharge. Hey, this morning, I want to thank you for the opportunity to be able to be off this week. And uh, so what I did was I went in, worked really hard so I could do this message. And I want to give you my best. But I'm in the process today as you're receiving this of recharging. And we all need to have times to recharge. We need to fuel our passions for the Lord. Uh, some of you are NASCAR fans. I'm not, but I, I do know about it. So, uh, you know, a sprint car, listen to this. I did a little research. has 358 cubic inch engine capable of an 850 horsepower capacity. Speeds over 200 miles an hour. Man, awesome, awesome. Compared to, have you seen these little cars on the road? They're, they're Kias. They're called the Soul Man, I, I like them. They're, they're all over. I, I looked at the horsepower on it. It's 130 horsepower. So you compare that horsepower to the other, you know, a little bit of difference there. But here's the deal. It doesn't matter if it's small or big. You, you feel your passion to get down the road. And my prayer is that uh, you don't take a one-time pit stop in NASCAR. You may, may, may have to take more than that. We don't take a one-time pit stop with the Lord. It's a continual thing that we stop. You don't go to the pumps one time and get gas. I mean, you have to go... I mean, it depends on how much you drive, but you have to, you have to take uh, breaks. And so uh, I'm grateful for lights on our gauges that tell us, hey, you're empty, you're, you're depleted, you need help. When you, I wish we had those, but we really do. If we'll listen to our body, the Lord will speak to us. I think this morning the Lord's just saying, rekindle the fire of your soul. Rekindle the passion that's burning within you. In Colossians 2, 6 and 7 in the Living Bible, just as you trusted in Christ to save you, trust him for each day's problems. Live in vital union with him. Let your roots grow down deep in him. Draw nourishment from him. Go, and, go on growing in the Lord and become strong and vigorous. So what needs to change to fuel the passion of my life? Um, I think it's taking a pitch stop. I think it's making a non-negotiable with Jesus every day. Lord, I will spend time in your word every day in 2016. I want to get marching orders and leadership from you. I want to follow you. The psalmist in 1611 says, You will make known to me the path of life. In your fullness is, uh, or in your presence is the fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Um, I know he's a, he's a great God. My life verse is to live as Christ, to die as gain, Philippians 121. And so Paul, of course, knew that uh, 
uh, he was known as the notorious killer of Christians is, is Saul. And the Lord transformed, he changed his life. And uh, in the same passion that Paul used to persecute and destroy Christians, that passion God fueled in him to love Jesus, to make Jesus known to the people. And, and that's my prayer today as I wrap this up this morning, is that you're going to get a greater passion for Christ, that you're going to understand God's passion for you, that you're going to drive away unbelief, and you're going to put on more uh, focused belief in Christ, that you're going to live for Him, for the purposes of God, that you're going to experience an increase in the passion of your heart. So look at the very top. Live with a passion in 2016. Man, that's my prayer. I, I want you to be passionate about the things of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light. And these are maybe just some points that might help you. And if you've lost your passion, confess that to the Lord. Ask Him to restore that. Take action. Follow after Him. Uh, let's pray together. Lord God, help us to live lives of integrity and honor that we seek after You. Help us to find a passion for You, Lord Jesus, and our passion to witness our faith that others might know You. Help us to not be apathetic. Help us to not grow cold and stale in our faith. But Lord, uh, help us to be fired up. Fuel the passion of our hearts. Lord, let us know that nothing can separate us from the love in Christ Jesus. Lord, give us passionate lives that will proclaim Jesus to a lost and dying world. In Jesus' name. Hey, right now, Chris is going to lead the worship team in a great song how he loves us.